When I was in Bible college, I had a pastoral class and spent a number of weeks in this class focusing on the topic of prayer. My, my professor had a, a saying that stuck with me, and what he would say is this, I have never met a person that at the end of their life, they prayed too much. Just doesn't happen. Nobody would ever say that. When we would be in this class talking about our need to go to God in prayer, he would ask this simple phrase, can God do things better than you can? Can God do things faster, longer lasting? Or maybe he would ask questions like this, do you believe that God is more powerful than you are? Do you believe that God knows more than you do? You know, obviously these are questions that are very simple answers. Of course, God knows more. Of course, God's more powerful. But what really would strike me in this moment is this thought of, you know, if you really believe that God is all powerful, if you really believe that he is infinite in his wisdom, shouldn't that impact the way you pray? Shouldn't that impact your prayer life? We've been spending the last eight weeks going through a sermon series called Overcoming the World. During this series, we focused a lot on the armor of God in the book of Ephesians. And now we are on to the final verses of this book, and we are going to read some powerful verses on prayer. We're going to relate this into our sermon series, Overcoming the World, with our topic of prayer tonight. So before we go into this sermon on prayer, I feel it would be fitting for us to start off in an actual word of prayer. So let's, let's do that right now. God, we seek you. There is no one more powerful, no one greater than you, no one stronger than you. God, we need you to remind us of our daily need for you. We need you to take the reins in our life. And so, God, we just pray that you would create a hunger within us for you and a hunger to pray today, that you would create within us a hunger for your glory. And that, God, that you would give us this attitude of ceaseless prayer. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So I wanted to give a little brief rundown of what's been happening in the book of Ephesians leading up to this moment that we have right here today. So throughout this book, Paul has been describing this blessing and this wonder of being in a relationship with Jesus Christ and having this new life in him. And also, we've been talking about, uh, in this book, there's this section that talks about how uh, God is bringing all people to himself, whether that's Jew or that's Gentile. But then there's this issue as we get a little further into the book. Paul talks about that we are made new in Christ, but yet we still have this challenge and issue of sin. And Paul encourages us to stand against the sin in this world. In Ephesians 4, 17, it reads, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. And then as it fast forwards just two more verses to 19, he says, having lost all sensitivity, 
they, referring to the Gentiles, have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. And so Paul is giving this warning here. He's like, hey, that's what the Gentiles do. They indulge in every kind of sensuality and and impurity, and they're full of greed. And he's saying, you can't be that. As a follower of Jesus, you can no longer go there. You're to put off the old self and put on the new self, as it says just a couple verses after that in verse 22 through 24. So the, the overall idea there that we're getting is that sin should no longer be the defining mark, the defining part of a Christian's life. But here's the interesting thing now as we're moving forward into the area that we're going to be talking about today in the passage. We see that Paul doesn't just say this is going to be easy. He doesn't just say that this is going to be something that you can do no problem. He tells us in chapter 6 that you need to put on the full armor of God to withstand the attacks of the devil. And he says in verse 12 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of darkness. So that is what we've been discussing the last couple weeks in this sermon series, is the armor of God. He tells us to put on the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the readiness of the gospel, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit. So now that we have the full armor of God on, we get to the verses that we're going to discuss today. I'm going to read for you from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep, in pray, keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Now, something that I wanted to mention about this passage that we're reading here is that there's only like four more verses and then this book is done. And all the last four verses are like final greetings. So these are the final words here in this book that Paul is really trying to hammer home. He's really trying to hammer home this armor of God that we need to have. And then he's binding all of that together with this idea that we need to pray. So um, let's dive into verse 18 just a little bit more and try to break this down. Paul says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer requests. So the first thing that I wanted to point out here that that Paul is trying to emphasize, that he is trying to uh, stress here in this verse, is that frequency is important. Frequency of prayer is important. It's like, what do you guys think this verse means when it says, uh, pray on all occasions? Pray on all occasions, okay? Like, it doesn't matter if you're at the grocery store. It doesn't matter if you're driving in your vehicle. It doesn't matter if you're at work. It doesn't matter if you're hanging out with family. Pray on all occasions. Invite God into your life in every possible way. 
The bottom line is this, you guys, communicating with God in prayer should infiltrate every area of your life. Recently, I was talking to a person in our church, and uh, I got her permission to share this story. Uh, this lady had been you know, having some anxiety. You know, the, the world's just crazy right now. It's just insane, and trying to navigate all of this is really hard. And so whenever those anxious thoughts would hit her, she would take that as an opportunity to pray for somebody. And, uh, and she told me later on that it was amazing how many people she ended up praying for during that time. Every time those anxious thoughts would come, she'd just go to God and lift that up in prayer. In all occasions, in all occasions, even in the anxiety, this person was using that as an opportunity to pray. Another great passage of scripture comes from Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, we even see in this verse here, it relates to the anxiety, but it also talks about praying in every situation, praying in every moment. So now we can uh, see in this first part of our passage today that uh, if we are to be overcomers in this world, then we need to be communicating with God as often as possible. The Lord needs to be your number one Snapchat streak. Only the young people are going to know what I'm talking about with that one. Like every day, you two, you are tight. That's what we're talking about here. You are on a daily communication with God in prayer. The second thing that Paul is stressing here is the variety, that variety is important in your prayer life. We, uh, we are to bring all kinds of prayer requests, as it says, all kinds of prayers, all kinds of requests to the Lord. That's what this verse tells us here. And so variety is an important thing. It's easy to get stuck in this rut where uh, you pray for your meals and maybe pray for a couple other things here and there in your life, but it doesn't really get past that very much. There should be endless things to pray about. Variety is very important. I think that uh, oftentimes lack of variety in our prayer life can be a sign that maybe we haven't been spending that necessary time with the Lord reading his scripture like we should, or, uh, or, or maybe even we're just too inward focused or something, because oftentimes I've seen that as we open up God's word and as we spend time really in prayer, God brings things to our mind. God shows us things in his word that, man, I need, I need to pray about that for myself, or I need to pray about that for my children, or I need to pray about that for our school or for our country. It's so important that to get those fresh new things, to, to get those things that give you variety in your prayer life, you need to be seeking God. I think that another part of this is that we just need to involve God. We need to involve God into our daily life. Oftentimes, things are going to happen in life that God will just 
spark something that you need to pray about. And so you need to be focused enough on the Lord during the day that you actually are aware of those moments and those opportunities when you can pray and invite God into those situations. So if we're to be overcomers in this world, we need to be people that pray to God and pray all kinds of prayers and all kinds of requests to him. The third thing that Paul is stressing here is the importance of praying in the spirit. And you might be wondering what in the world does that mean? I've got a couple quotes here for you guys. The first one is from Klein Snodgrass. He wrote a commentary on the book of Ephesians that we're studying here. And I'm going to read for you what he has to say about this. Praying in the spirit is different from just praying. Praying in the spirit involves engagement with God and assistance from the spirit that takes us beyond our immediate concerns. True prayer is a comprehensive activity involving a variety of modes from praise to lament to confession to obedience and from contemplation to intercession. I've got another quote for you here from Dr. David Jeremiah in his book, Overcomer. He says, the Holy Spirit within determines the character and the content of our prayer. He directs, shapes, and corrects the prayers of sincere believers who are fully committed to doing the will of God. So essentially the point that we're trying to get across here is that praying in the Spirit is something that you are led by the Spirit in prayer. You are being devoted to seek the Lord in prayer and let Him lead you. It's a dependence upon the Holy Spirit in prayer. It's kind of like an attitude in a sense. And this is kind of a difficult thing to describe because it's, it's something that often you experience in relationship with God. Um, but it's sometimes it can be a moment simply where you don't know what to pray. And you just, you, maybe you're facing a family situation or a work situation and, and it just confuses you. And you don't know what to pray about with this. And you just simply go to, the God, go to God and ask him, like, help me. I don't know what to pray. And it's amazing because oftentimes the Lord will just give you the words that you need in that moment. I've had that happen oftentimes. And it reminds me of this, this verse, Romans 8, 26. It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. It's amazing how God intervenes in our weakness and in our times of prayer and gives us the words that we need to say. I want you to also think about, like, say, another example, the pastors. As they are preparing a sermon week in and week out, they're often wrestling with God and wrestling with Scripture and praying and, and trying to see what is the Lord trying to tell us through this passage what is, he, what is the message that he is trying to drive home to us? That is another example of praying in the Spirit. I think of another example of these moments when, like, I'm at elders meeting, and we've got these elders that are all gathered together, and they're praying. And, and sometimes we have confusing situations that we don't know how to handle it or what to, what to say or what, how to deal with it. 
And just in that moment of prayer, you can clearly see there's moments when God uh, speaks through people in those moments of prayer where all of a sudden clarity comes to the situation or, or somebody says something inspired by God that just you know that that was what the Lord wanted to have said. That's praying in the Spirit, and it's clearly something from the Lord. Praying in the Spirit is not a cookie-cutter thing. The Lord can breathe life into our prayers in more ways than we can imagine. The trouble, though, that we're going to face in prayer is that we still battle a human sinful nature. It's difficult to pray in the Spirit when our sin nature is there at the same time. The sin nature does not like prayer. I want to go back to something that David Jeremiah said in his book. He said, we need the Holy Spirit's involvement in our prayers because we are fallen. Our sinful nature acts like a blanket of fog, obscuring our awareness of the presence of God. It is hard to pray as sinful human beings. That is why we need the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in prayer. Because He can redirect us and He can align our prayers with God's will. Let me give you uh, an example. This is kind of a, a little bit out there, but you let's say you've got this lady who she has been looking for a, a guy that she wants to marry. And so she finally meets this guy and, oh, he's so nice. And, you know, she goes to the Lord and is praying about this like, God, you know, he is just the most amazing thing ever. And he, he's so nice to me. We would be a perfect couple. And the Lord's like, he don't know me. And she's like, uh, well, uh, uh, I know he doesn't know you, but he, he, he took me out for dinner this last week and he got me flowers and he made me feel so special. It was just so amazing. And the Lord's like, he doesn't know me. Do you see what we're kind of trying to say here? That like our sinful nature would try to go a certain direction, but the Lord through the Holy Spirit pulls us back to his truth. We need the Holy Spirit in prayer. Praying in the Spirit is essential to overcoming this world. The final thing that Paul is stressing in this passage that we have read here today is the importance of praying for others. He just talked about in verse 18 about how, you know, praying all kinds of prayers and requests. And then he says, and with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. So if we're to overcome this world, praying for others and having others pray for you is absolutely necessary. And even Paul needed prayers. He says in verse 19, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. He asks them to pray for him so that he can speak and proclaim the gospel fearlessly. Now, if anyone had something to fear about proclaiming the gospel, it was Paul. 
He had been thrown in prison. In fact, in this very moment as he's writing this, he says that he's an ambassador in chains. Okay? He has faced so much uncertainty and adversity in proclaiming the gospel. And he's saying, please pray for me because I have the tendency to be afraid to share this. And I don't want to be afraid. I I shouldn't be afraid because I need the Holy Spirit to speak through me. I need to proclaim this truth so that the world can hear. So if we're going to overcome this world, we need to pray for each other. And we need to have people pray for us. That is my encouragement for each of you guys watching here today. God has given us victory in Jesus Christ. And yet we still have this task of living our lives to reflect that. You're going to need the full armor of God. And you're going to need to pray on all occasions. And you're going to need others that are praying for you.